Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. This week's episode is Drew Simmons, and in keeping with short intros, I don't think he has any plugs other than to go see any performance that he's in. Um, I don't think he promotes them anyway, so uh, what is he in? He's just Jackie, um, and a new house team that's coming out, and then a Resgo show in Halloween, Halloween week. There you go, I think those are the plugs. Um... Plugs for me this Friday, if you're listening to this. On the day it comes out, Coalition Live will be being recorded, episode two. Very, 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 very excited. Um, we have a great cast. Um, and if you aren't able to make it to the show, don't worry. Next week, I will be uploading that episode. Um, that's the plan, anyway. Uh, so, other plugs RVA Comedy, Producers Cast, Orbital Music Park, DJ Skanoi. Other than that, I think that's I think that's, those are my plugs. So great. Well, let's get into the episode. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot, looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt the rock. Before Cam got the shit to pop, the doors closed. I felt like bad boy street team, I couldn't work the locks. Now let's go, take them back to the plan. Me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van. Ooh, I've actually never seen this room before. You've been here before, though, right? I've been here. Yeah, yeah. we can't remember. We all but came not over. this room. You didn't see? The, I guess I had it roped up. I think. I think I was using this. Were we doing the thing where it's already recording? Uh, every episode, yeah. Ooh. Okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> good, as long as I have Drew's approval. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Oh boy, I'm sweating now. Uh, yeah, I. Um, there's no AC in my house for the next couple days. Okay. So, well, that's but, cool. I got a little fan. That's as high as it can go without making noise. Well, I'm more nervous about being on the podcast. Really? Why? Because I'm, I'm just... Because, look, everyone can listen to this, and they're going to go back and judge me based on everything I've said. This is a mistake. <laughs> Anyways, do you want a beer? <laughs> yeah, please. All right, here you go. It's a, uh, it's a Bell's Two-Hearted IPA. I'm trying to see. I think I've had this before. It's an all-American IPA. It's, it's full-bodied, mm-hmm. but also crisp and refreshing. It's really an anytime seasonal kind of beer. Are you sponsored? Maybe. <laughs> Thank you for bringing alcohol. The last guest brought a pizza. It was Kale. <sighs> Damn it, Kale. <laughs> oh, I still have some. I can still there. I can still go pick up one. It, <laughs> Where's Little Caesars at? They're five dollar hot and ready's. I know. I used to work at Little Caesars. Did you really? When I was sixteen, I think, mm-hmm. or like fifteen. How was that? Um, it was kind of exactly as you'd expect. The um, 30-year-old manager hitting on all the teenage employees. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Actual, wow. uh, I can't, I don't know, what's the movie I'm thinking of? They keep getting, I keep getting all the... Oh, people. Matthew McConaughey that in one, yeah. uh, that one movie. That one movie. Where he's a, he's a creepy guy. Yeah, I don't watch movies. Feel free to move this as, as close as you want, as far away as you want. Okay. I usually say about six inches is good. Six inches? How do I know if the, is this good? Yeah, that's fine. As long as the light's not blinking, you're good. Okay. The solid red. Mm-hmm. That means it's not muted. Fantastic. Drew. You're Drew. That's me. That's my name. 
But when this airs, we will have had our last set. Except everyone, every house team will have had their last set except for yours. You still have a Halloween show. Yep, we still have a Halloween show. How did you get that, by the way? I'm curious. Because just because you have ghosts. We just asked. You just asked. We we just said, hey, can we do a Halloween set? And and they said, yes. I love that. I love that. Actually, I have no idea how we got it. But I'm assuming that is how we got it. That's Millie. You have a cat. I do have a cat. Millie smells the cat on me, probably. (laughs) Millie, I don't don't want to make you not feel special. Okay. But Millie does this to most guests. Oh, well, that's if, fine. That's fine. If Floyd comes in here, then you're a special guest. Oh, yeah? Is Floyd another cat? Floyd's my cat. That's Matt's cat. Mm. She's very, very loud and very in your face. Affectionate. My cat is very affectionate as well. What's my your cat's cat? name? My cat's name is Joel. Joel. How, yeah. how did you name your cat Joel? So, actually, the cat was basically... Uh, how do I say this? Um... I had a roommate who left in October and left the cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now the cat is my cat. Huh. Until she comes back and gets the cat, which every month that she said, like, no, 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 yeah, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get the cat. No, don't worry. It's going to be, like, next month I'm going to come back and get the cat. And it's been a year now, uh, so now it's just my cat. It's your cat. It's my cat now. Uh, and she lives out in L.A., I think. I think. Anyways. She's not coming back for that cat. She's not coming no, back for what, that cat. From, so, from L.A.? From L.A., I know, right? So, Joel's my cat now. Joel's your cat. I think. So, you don't know how Joel got Joel's name? No, no idea. Hmm. He, uh, he cut his teeth on the mean streets of Chicago, though. I know that. Ooh. He's a, he's a ferocious cat, and he will oh. not hesitate to claw and bite and scratch and make your life miserable. See, Floyd's a little bitch, and he will absolutely hesitate. Millie so cute. Is, Millie is really giving you attention right now. Yeah. This is usually she bails. Well, I can stop. I can. No, no, you're fine. Like, do what's good. Like, she'll do that all day. Oh. <laughs> the worst is um, she does that when I sleep on my face. Oh yeah. Like rubs. Like like wake up. I want to like be pet. And I'm like. <sighs> I'm like no, this isn't a good time for it, Millie. No. Drew, what is um? This is my this is my new favorite question. Okay. Uh, what's your go to breakfast? <sighs> Okay, so my go-to breakfast, I hate admitting to this on the air. <laughs> Perfect. Um, my go-to breakfast is uh, Starbucks sandwiches because it's, oh. it's easy and it's on my way to work. And I hate saying that out loud because it's... Uh, I'm half judging you in the way that you expect, but also I'm half like, oh, there is somebody who eats those. There is someone who eats them. And Are they good? Me. No. <laughs> That's even worse, Drew. I just don't wake up early enough to prepare myself an actual actual breakfast breakfast, or Mm -hmm. even like do it the night before. Uh, It's awful. Kale Kale and Rachel both came on the show. They wake up with enough time to make things in the morning. Yeah. How how do they do that? She boils eggs and she hard boils eggs. Like who? I don't have time. That's at least 10 minutes right there. Yeah. I wake up with enough time to barely get out of bed, shower if I need to shower, brush my teeth get dressed and roll out i mm-hmm. might have enough time to make a smoothie mm-hmm. but like i'm like you i don't have time yeah so i usually i usually don't eat breakfast yeah see i used to uh have food prepared like the night before and i would wake up and eat it and i'd make some coffee and stuff like that too but it just like got so lazy got so hard to get out of bed and make it to work on time that i just was like okay i'll just pick up coffee on the way there and i'll just do that and then it started to oh they got sandwiches here at starbucks oh Okay, I can just do everything here. And so it's... it's Is it the same sandwich every time? Or no, you? they have a whole spread of sandwiches. <laughs> so you just try them all. 
Yeah, um, and they get new ones and they put them on their little board and they're like, hey, try the new sandwich. And it's like, it's targeted at people like me. Okay, wait, hang on, hang on. Um, which Starbucks? The one over on Boulevard, the drive through. Trying to picture it. Boulevard. Right next to Ensuboka. Oh, yeah. Next to the Growlers to Go? Yep. Mm hmm. Okay. Just got that little drive through in it. So it's a, just, I didn't know they had a drive through. They have a drive through. This is why I have. This is why I do the show. Yeah, I learned something. You like learn this. more things about your uh, local Starbucks. Um, every morning, five mornings a week. No, not every morning. Okay, I'm not a monster. All right. Sometimes I, sometimes sure. I miss a morning. Sometimes because I'm I'm running way too late. I'm running way too late, and you have to get caught. Does your co- does your works give you free coffee? Uh, no, they don't. I didn't know that was a thing. Every place I've worked has given me coffee. Yeah, well, my place of business doesn't give me coffee. So. Interesting. So you're just like, you're fucked that day. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's I have to get coffee somewhere, whether I make it, bring it, or... There's a few people in my office I could bug for coffee, but... Do you drink your coffee uh, black? I can... I can ow, ooh, ooh, ouch. Hey. This cat's, getting, this cat's getting real cozy on my... My knee. You can, um, you can you can easily push her off if you like. If she gets too frisky. Well, there you go. She'll be so, back. I warn you. Yeah, I mostly drink my coffee black, but sometimes I like to go for a nice little sweet treat. We'll put a mm-hmm. little cream and sugar in it. So okay, I'm I'm trying to be able to drink my coffee black. Oh, look at you! I'm trying really hard because I I am cursed. I realize now with a sweet. Uh, my taste, my taste, my preferred taste leans way harder to like sweet things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I can't, I, I can't drink coffee black. Mm. I want to. You start doing it cause, well, I started doing it cause I wanted to be cool. That's why I'm trying. Yeah. Because it just sounds really cool to say, I drink my coffee black. No, I don't need, I don't need cream or sugar. It's fine. Yeah. It makes it, makes life really easy when you can like, you want coffee? Like, yeah, we want it. Oh, nothing. I'm fine. Nothing. I'm fine. I'm cool. I can handle Everything that's going on this morning. I need it to be half full. I need half full of milk, and then I need three sugars. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a, a peppermint candy cane. Just so if I you can, can like, swirl it that in. in. Yeah. And if you can have some vanilla flavoring, too, just so I don't taste any of the coffee, mm. that's what mm. I have to do. Yeah. But uh started drinking it black, uh, and then it just got accustomed to it. That's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe it, but um I keep trying, but I can't, like, finish a cup. Because it's, it, it's so gross, I'm just like, I don't want to drink you. You just got to power through. I think just that's it. Literally just power through and just, like, force yourself to drink it down. So gross. I've, I've like, looked at a bunch of articles and, like, trying to teach me the best way to do it. And they're like, okay, here's the easy way, here's the hard way. The easy way takes about eight weeks, and you just wean yourself off of sugar slowly, and then the, the hard way is you just fucking do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a great article. I love that there are articles that are like, how to drink coffee uh, black. That's There are way more weird articles than... than that I want to admit to Googling. Mm. But this is about making a fool of you, not a fool of me. No, I want to hear about your, uh, what articles do you read? I don't, I, I'm on the spot. That's the only one I've recently looked up. Okay. I looked it up today. Uh, I tried to look up. I gave it one shot and I didn't find what I needed exact immediately. And I was like, okay, I, I give up. I was trying to figure out how many enamel pins you can wear on a denim jacket. Mm. I have two enamel pins, one mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. collar, one on the pocket. And then I have like a button right, right here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's three, and that, that feels good. But I bought a new pan last night uh-huh. at a concert, and I was like, I kind of want to put this on. So I, like, tried it on here, and I'm like, oh, this just looks way too way too extra. So I was, like, looking, I'm like, what's the best way to, like, do this? And, like, nothing. It was, like, most like how to make your own enamel pins, mm-hmm. which I kind of wish I had read up on because that sounds cool because I really like enamel pins. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take it off, and I'll figure it out later. 
So what are you going to do? Are you going to take take one off and replace it, or I don't want to though. Like yeah. I really like the the. I have one that's never going to change. I have like a little guitar pin right here. Okay. And then I have like a little circle pin that I really like. Mm-hmm. And then I have like a coalition pin, the the button. Nice. And so I'm like, I like this balance. This is a good. What's the one you got last night? It's um. It was for the opener of the concert. Me and Anthony, Pete, and Meredith went to um, Charlotte Rose. She, they killed. They were really fun. Oh, nice. And I guess her like logo for her album is her mouth just full of cigarettes. And so actually when I bought it, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, cigarettes and like, a, like looking like they were like in a French fry thing, like all pointing upwards, mm-hmm. but it was actually rotated to be like lips around a mouthful of cigarettes. Oh. And I was like, that looks cool. I like supporting the artist, whatever, buy it. And I was like, okay, cool. I have this pin now. And I wore it like, on my shirt, but I wore it up wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, also, I don't know how, how to wear pins on a shirt. I tried to wear one for pride, just like a pin on my shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't think I did it right. So, you know what? I've, I don't think I've ever worn a pin before. That was like the first time other than like the jacket stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have pins. I have, I have some buttons. Okay. But I've, I've buttoned them to a, I have a chair at home that I buttoned them to the back of the chair. So I have a little spread of like little buttons. I really want you to send me a picture of that. Okay, we'll I do. really want to see that. I, uh, I put buttons in my backpack. I'm sure you've seen Mm-hmm. If you ever look at my mm-hmm. backpack, I like the bottom of the coalition. This one from Anthony's Friends Gallery and then a second best pin, which I found and I love. You found it? I found it at the theater. It was in like a cup of pens at the front counter, and I'm like, I'm just going to take this. Mm-hmm. Like, if they want it back, they can ask for it back. But it's just probably been sitting there since the second best, which is probably like three second bests ago. Oh, well, good. Someone. You know after this podcast, people are going to come after you looking for that pen. Oh, I don't care. Bring it. Bring it on. All right, well. it's my challenge to them. You heard it here, guys. Jonathan's looking for a challenge. Looking for a challenge. So, um... How long have you been doing this podcast for? A little over a year. What made you get into podcasting? Oh, you're trying to turn around on me. You know, you know the mantra of uh, don't try to host the show because I'll let you. Okay. Well, that sounds good. But I won't let you because I know that that's what you want. Um, I will answer this question, though. Um, I... Have, have you listened to the show? And you can, like, say, be honest. I've listened show. to one episode. Which one? Pete's episode. Pete's episode? Was that, <laughs> did you like it? Yeah, it was great. Oh, Pete's great. Um, <clears throat> and this was a big theme early on, because the first 20 or so episodes were about two hours long each. It was, it was a two-hour minimum when mm-hmm. I had people on, but that was when I had a lot more time. Like, I had nothing going on. Um, so we talked a lot about, like, creativity, and then we talked a lot about, like, relationships and stuff. Because I started because I had just gotten out of a relationship. I had just graduated college, moved to Richmond, got into a relationship, and I was like convinced, like, oh, I'm gonna marry this woman, like, this is the one. And then it ended beautifully gross and everything was terrible. <laughs> and I realized, like, oh man, you know, I was a full time employee, full time student for so long, I didn't like do anything. Like, I don't like have a, a creative identity or whatever, and I wanna be creative. So I immediately threw myself into podcasting, improv, and trying to write, like, write comedy and like play music. All that stuff. I'm like, let's do it. Let's encourage myself. Let's like not be in a relationship and just do that shit. Um, and podcasting and improv are the two main ones that stick stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm taking like I'm like I'm taking the stand up class because oh, I've nice. always wanted to do that. And I'm like I'm very excited. Patrick Busey? Yeah, he's great. He's great. He'll be on the show. Awesome. I'm very excited. I haven't asked him yet, but I'm sure he'll be like, sure. Mm-hmm. He'll be funny on the show. It's funny because this is actually categorized as a comedy podcast, <laughs> and there's never any funny parts. Yeah, I know, especially since I've been on it. Ooh. Well, that's that's on you. I know. No, that was a dig. I mean, I was. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't. That wasn't trying to. That. Oh man. That was on me. This is awkward now because we were only like 
a few minutes into it. You know, we can just like, we don't have to air this. This can just be a conversation between us. Right? Nope. Ooh. It's already going up. Anthony says, uh, hey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He he wants to be mentioned. He didn't say hi. No, he did say. He said, sup, Drooby boy. Do you, is that a nickname? Yeah. Drooby. Drooby? <laughs> How did he know that was my nickname? I guess, I don't know. Inside sources. Um, what was your first creative moment? My first creative moment. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I just, like, took a complete left turn. Cool. I like it. So, first creative moment. It's hard. I think back when I was in elementary school, I was in this thing called Odyssey of the Mind. Elementary school, Odyssey of the Mind. Yeah. What is, is like a, you were in this thing, like is it a play? It, it was a weird kind of creative problem solving competition that your parents would put you into. I like this. For some odd reason. Mm. And what we would have to do is we'd have to make like a little sketch that was like 10 minutes long. And we would have to do, like, some kind of creative problem solving in it. Like, you have a ball on one side of the room, and you got to get it to the other side of the room using some kind of contraption or... Would it be kind of like the, um, you have a chicken, a wolf, and a lamb, or whatever the fuck, three things that want to, like, eat each other, and you have to cross a river, and you can't leave them alone? So like this was more like... Uh, but similar, this, like, that that idea, though. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Where it's like they limit you on, like, what you can use... In order to, like, I know that's like a word game, but like, this is like a actual problem solving, like, get right. to the other side of the room. You're not thinking of the thing I'm thinking of. No. Or, uh, is you have just, a river and you have a raft and you only fit one thing on the raft at a time. You have three things you have to get over. One wants to eat two, two wants to eat three. Yeah. And so you have to get them over, you take two over first, and then. But what I'm saying is that, that's like a riddle or whatever. And then you have to solve the riddle. Creatively. There's only. Okay, okay, okay. Thank You're you. right. Thank you. But what this does is they give you the river and the wolf and the chicken and the, the, the weasel. Other thing. Weasel. <laughs> the weasel. And then they give you and then they give you a box of dry pasta, 150 marshmallows, some three by five index cards, some paper clips, and then you have to get the chicken, the weasel, and the 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 wolf to the other side of the river. While doing an entertaining skit to go along with. And this was in elementary school? Yeah, this was in elementary school. Okay, there's no wolf. <laughs> the just... weasel was there, though. <laughs> the weasel and it was there. rabid, and it was very <laughs> difficult to do. You guys were the rabid weasels? That was your yeah, name. we were the rabid weasels. But no, we uh, we did a sketch about um, Y2K. This is, I'm dating myself. This was way back before the year 2000. I was in, but way before? Uh, 1999, maybe. I was I was eight. Okay. You're not that old, Drew. You're just a little bit older. No, but I'm just da- I'm just putting a date on when. Anyways. Yeah, uh, elementary school. That was, that's right. I was in second grade in 99. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, so. Um, you're like avoiding saying what grade you were in. I don't remember what grade I was in. Uh-huh. Fourth grade? Yeah, you're like. Fourth or fifth grade? Probably fifth. You're like three years older than me. Yeah. 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 But anyways, we did a whole like Y2K sketch where we were the, the we were the, the 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 pesty boys, which is a play on the Beastie Boys. I love play on the Beastie Boys. And we were a computer virus in this guy's computer, and it was awesome. So when are we going to see that at the lab? It'll never. It'll. I don't. Who? Ooh! I want to see if like we still have a script line around for that. I would happily participate if you needed anything. All right, that All sounds right. amazing. Okay, yeah. Oh man, I haven't thought about this in so long. The Pesty Boys. Yeah, the Pesty Boys. It was insane. We had disco. It didn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't matter. I would love to see it. 
we were inside a computer and we had like a, a CD. We had a bunch of AOL discs on like a styrofoam ball that made a disco ball. And it was like, it was amazing. Mwah. It sounds moi for sure. Yeah. So that was your first creative thing. Did you like write it by yourself or was it like a lot of parental help? No, it was like a team effort. The whole point is you're not supposed to get parental help. Oh, from it. Yeah, but they always do. That's how that shit works. It's all like science fairs work. No, 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 no. My mom was our coach, and she would refuse to give us help. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. She's like playing by the rules. Yeah, she did help us out a little did you, bit. Oh, there it is. It's only when we were like doing something really dumb, and she would go like, hey, let's look at the rules again. <coughs> let's all just take some time to read the rules. And make sure that you don't fucking everything up. Yeah. So... so you and a team, you and you had a team, and you guys wrote that Y two K sketch. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I kind of that that gives me the idea to do like a like a, a show where we take the coalition back in time kind of thing, and we do like t- twenty years in the past, or whatever, and it'd be like ninety nine mm-hmm. next year. Oof, that's a good idea. Like everyone's like, uh, we like write a bunch of. Wait, do you want to do like a sketch show that like? It's all written as if it was in the year 1999. And, but, like, every the Coalition was around in that time. Like, what the Coalition, what the coalition sketch will look like in 99. I think that's a really good idea. Write it down. I just recorded it. Someone, you'll, you'll, do you plan, first of all, do you plan on listening to your own episode? No. I don't believe I might You're listen going to. to it. I might every, listen to I, it. Can I tell you this? Everyone does. And I always... It's I just going to make me cringe, like, really hard. No, it's... I don't know. That that that, that makes me feel good. No, it shouldn't make you no, cringe. No, no, no. Listening to me, when I hear my own voice on recording, voice. I, I can't I, So I had tried, I tried to listen to an episode today mm-hmm. because someone was talking to me about listening to, to it. Mm-hmm. They, like, found it, and they're like, hey. And they're like... They're listening to it, the first one. I'm like, please don't listen to the first one. And I recommended one, and I was like... They were, like, mentioning all these funny things that had happened, and I'm like, okay, I had to listen, and I'm like, find that part. And I was like, dude, the audio is so bad. My voice is so weird. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to make a switch to, like, better mics, because, like, I don't like the audio at all. I think the audio is great. On Pete's episode? Maybe it's better, because I moved the mics here. They used to be, like, upside down and, like, up here. I think they're great. But improvements are always great, too, so you can't go wrong. So... What got you into doing uh, improvisational comedy? So, why did I get into improv? Um, so, I got into it because uh, me and some friends were making some uh, video sketches. Wait, I'm going to pause you there. Uh-huh. Um, just because I want you to quickly tell me how long you've been like doing comedy. I've been doing comedy for two... I'm going to say three years. Okay. And improv- I feel like I've been doing comedy for you know what I two mean. and a half years. Sketch, yeah. stand-up, three, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you've been doing sta- uh, improv for two. So you've had like a, you had like a year to a half I, year yes. before. Before. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay. So you guys are doing the sketches and stuff. Yeah. And uh, then one of the guys was like, you know what? Like, uh, there's a bunch of improv theaters around. We should get in and do some improv somewhere and like really help us like hone our creativity and just... Get us better at uh, like speaking in front of people. I don't know. Something like that. I get we'll it. go with that. I get it. I, and, I get uh, what you mean. So I ended up, uh, I started taking improv classes actually down in Norfolk at the Push Comedy Theater. Oof. So I did 101 down there early 2016 or so. Mm-hmm. And then went down there with my friend every day. Uh, I'm sorry, not every day. Every Tuesday. 
after work. We would drive down there and then drive back. Wow, why? Because that's, uh, you know, that's where my friend was going to take improv. Uh, my other friend was already in Norfolk. He was already taking, he had already done 101 there. So. Got it. So you, you, I don't, I don't mean this in a negative way. You were just following. You were like, you're doing this. I'm going to join you because we're a team. We're a sketch yeah, team. Yeah, we're a team. You know. Got it. Okay. We're friends. You guys are going to take it here? I'm going to go here too. Of course. After doing that for 101, I was like, this is insane. Fuck this. Turns out there's an improv theater right here in Richmond. It's five minutes away from my house. Yeah. I can just go take improv there. And so then that's when I uh, started taking improv at Coalition. Did you do one on one again? Mm-hmm. Good. It's it's actually funny. Uh, I didn't know how improv. I don't know. I didn't know how improv theaters worked. And I I emailed Matt and I said, "Hey, I've already taken one on one. Can I can I just move up to two hundred one? Is that cool?" And he never emailed me back. <laughs> I mean, I feel like after the fact, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that probably doesn't make any sense. I don't know. So it is really weird thinking about how the interactions were before you like knew the people who were like, yeah, became friends with the people who were like running this shit. Mm -hmm. I remember I took a free view and I remember emailing David and I'm sure it's very cringy. Um, I wanted to either be an intern or be in a class or something like it filled up before they added another one. And it was just like, I was like, please, sir, might I like stick around? I really would like this. This would be really great. Thank you very much for the preview or whatever. Like some bullshit like that. It was just like looking back, I'm just like, oh, fuck. That's so, that's so dumb. Yeah. My email was probably something like, uh, uh, good evening, sir. I see you are a director at the Coalition Theater. Um, I have already taken some class credit in improv before. Perhaps I could <laughs> transfer this credit to your fine institution. <laughs> Mayhaps. I might not have to repeat this class. <laughs> Who'd you have for one-on-one? I had Donna Steele. Ooh. I didn't mm-hmm. know she taught. She did. She taught one-on-one. Like, right before she moved up to D.C. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I never got to, like, really know Donna. I just got to know her from, from 101. From 101. Mm-hmm. It is funny how, like, the people who are around a lot, like, everyone has, like, different, like, T.A. experiences. So, like, like Kirsten is somebody who, the only time I've really, like, talked to her is, like, during 101. Mm-hmm. She's my T.A. for 101. Mm-hmm. And, like, Gaskill was my teacher. Mm. He was very fun. Gaskill was your teacher? For 101. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was really funny, too, because he, he went to Chicago for an inten- like a week-long intensive and during the class and came back, like, super inspired, and he, like, brought, like, a, a, a like, a... It's funny thinking now, I thought it was, like, this major thing, but it was kind of just, like, a, a idea that he just, like, threw into the class where the second half of the class he came back and he just was speaking gibberish the whole time, and we all, like, caught on. And all of us spoke gibberish. So we did an improv class just speaking gibberish. Oh, nice. He managed to get us to, like, do... I think we were doing freeze. Mm. It was very fun. Uh, okay, so so then you came here and then just started doing the classes and hanging out. And then that's the Drew. That's that's me. That's where I am now. Started doing classes. Uh, loved it. Really glad I went, I went back to 101. Um, it was a great experience. Everyone in that class was super amazing. And... Uh, yeah, I like being a part of the theater. I think it's really cool. It's really, it's really. And I, I talk a lot about like, like on the show about the how crazy it is that there's like this really strong tight knit community, like just hanging out that like had been going on well before, well before I even lived here. Like it's been going for what five years now? I guess so. Yeah, and I was still in New Orleans. I was like halfway through my time in New Orleans at the time. Hmm. Are you are you a native of uh, Virginia? I'm not. I'm a native of Texas. Oh, what brought you to Virginia then? Uh, I don't know. Moved up here when I was young. 
youngish. I was like 10. That's dating yourself. You didn't say a date, but like, I moved here when I was young. I moved up here in 1998 when I was 10 years old. <laughs> so you grew up, I guess that's kind of, kind of some. So you, I moved up to the Fairfax area, moved up to Northern Virginia, Nova, as we like to call it. <laughs> you fucking vatives. Yeah. So, Vatives. and then, uh, then I moved down to RVA and, uh, <laughs> RVA is cool. It's a lot more relaxed and chill. I really like it here. What do you think of the term vatives? Vatives? Literally never heard it until now. I literally never said it until now. What but does it mean? VA natives. Oh, VA natives? Vatives. Vatives. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I don't hate it. <laughs> it's it's a word. It's a word. It's a it's a word that you have to explain. Nobody will ever immediately get it. Yeah, but I think... Uh, see, when you first heard it, it, it sounded sinister almost. Vative. Yeah, vative. Yeah. But no, it's a great, it's a great word. All right, now you're just patronizing me. Don't don't drop it just because of me. No, I won't. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going on because I think that that's that's one thing I noticed living different places that they, when you meet someone who's like a native of a place, <clears throat> they you, they interact differently than if they had lived somewhere else. Hmm. But you so you do you do you hold like a lot of loyalties to Texas? No, not really. Yeah, I don't. I grew up in Utah. Oh yeah, I have no loyalties to that place. I haven't been back. Well, how long did you live in Utah before? Ten you? years. Ten years. The longest I've ever lived in a place is Utah. Okay, okay. And then where'd you go after that? So you haven't been in you haven't been in in Virginia this whole time. You said Two New years. Orleans. Yep. I, I, I ended up going to college in New Orleans. Oh, okay. All right. Well, University cool. of New Orleans, notable alum Ellen DeGeneres, and that's all. Very nice. I don't know if she went there or just has an honorary degree. Because I don't know why she would go to the University of New Orleans. Well, that's a good notable alumnus. Um, right. I mean, if you're going to have an, an alum. Yeah. A famous alum. I don't even know. Did anyone famous come out of ECU that you know of? Because um, that's where I went. I don't, I don't, I can't think of anybody. <laughs> Soon to be you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Once this airs. Yep. And everyone listens to it. Everyone who you already know. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait until they all hear this. It's so funny because... <laughs> Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um, is, it's usually it's funny because most people don't listen to people they don't know on mm-hmm. my show. I've noticed they only listen to like people that they know. Pete, for example. Well, Pete's awesome. Pete's amazing. I looked at everybody else you had on the show. Not nearly as good as Pete. Sorry, but like Pete is like top tier human. Yeah, he is like S tier human. S tier, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. There's not. I don't think I've had a lot of guests that are S tier. It's just Pete, and that's the only episode I listen to. I'll listen to my episode, too, because it'll be the second S-tier episode. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not going to commit to that. I'm sorry. <sighs> so let's see. We, this isn't recording, is it? This is all, this this is, is all practice? This is all practice. Good. All right. what, what did you expect? Having listened to only Pete's episode, did you listen to it before or after I asked you to be on the show? After. Um, it's funny because it comes to the point where, like, I want to have like all my friends on, especially like all the theater people. But I also would like to have other non-theater people on. But when you talk about it in front of someone, you're kind of like obligated to be like, "Do you want to be on it?" Right, right. And it's 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 um, it's not like I don't want to have all, all these creative people on because as you're going to find out, like I love hearing about like the creative process. Um, but it's always weird when like I've had people say no before because they don't want to like share. 
and be vulnerable on like a show. It it is a little scary. It's it, I, I can I guess I've done it so many times like that it, to me it's like I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't listen and I'm only reminded of it like every now and then like maybe mm-hmm. monthly that like someone's listening I'm like oh fuck what did I say because I immediately forget everything that happens. Yeah, yeah. What up? So my favorite. Well, it's funny because um, I, I consider myself on like season three. And I, I went back and listened to episode zero, which was like a little five minute episode where I like previewed what the show was about. I had seen other podcasts with them, and I'm like, that's a good idea. I should do that. And it was very funny because I'd gotten very far away from my original podcast goal, which was to talk about like the creative process mm-hmm. and to like get to know the artist behind the mic. Um, and eventually it's kind of turned into me like sh- shooting the shit with friends. And it, it was fine because we still talked a little bit about like creativity and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so being that, you, you so you started with sketch, mm-hmm. and now you do mostly improv. Yeah, I would say mostly improv right now. I don't think I've seen you do any sketch. I know you've done stand up because you have a picture. That's the picture I used for your like guest picture. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You neat. don't have you don't have a headshot that I've seen. So I don't have a headshot. I need to get on that. It was supposed to be a requirement this, like, back in, what, February? When we first got on the first, when we first round got on House Teams. Yeah. And uh, then I think I think it's for the new website that's been, like, in the works for a very long time. Okay. Well, anyways, I still, I never got a headshot. Um, and then my picture of me doing stand-up was, is now over a year old, so. It's very small and grainy. Perfect. I used the, the only, the only one who I think is more grainy is I used the picture of Patrick Gantz from, I think, the 90s. Oh, nice. It's a great picture. I gotta go see that picture. I think he'd be upset if he saw it. <laughs> he'd be like, does, does he know it's there? No. No. I think he, he listened to the live. Everyone listens to the episode. He listened to the live episode that he was on. Right, yeah. Um, I know because he left his phone in the green room, and when I was trying to, we were trying to figure out whose it was so we can get it back to him. I like swiped left on like the iPhone screen, and I scrolled down, and it was like a little podcast widget, and it showed mm-hmm. my that episode of my podcast. I'm like, Yo, whose phone is this? Listen to my show and listen to the live episode. Um, okay, so what did you just want to like do? Be a, have you always been like a creative person? Because I know your job is something so, that's very not creative. Yeah, I, I have a very technical job, um, and it's boring and dumb. So okay. I guess what had happened is. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't know that I was capable of being creative, really. Sure. If that makes any sense. I think it does, because I think I went through the same thing. I think for a long time, I just never really thought I was creative or funny. Still debatable if I'm funny. But, um, like, it wasn't until, like, after I went through through school and got a job as an engineer that I was, like, this is when my friends started talking to me and said, like, Hey, you seem funny. Let's like do some like sketches or something. Let's do mm-hmm. something creative. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's do that. And then I kind of then when they brought up improv, I was like, I don't know about that. I don't think I can, I can cut out to do improv. I don't think I can handle it. I don't know if I can come up with stuff on the fly. Like that's all crazy. And then started doing improv, and then I was like, wait, I can do this. This is actually really cool and really fun and really awesome. And so now I want to do more of it. Mm-hmm. You know. And so it's only been within the last, like, two and a half, three years that, like, I've really even known that I could do something creative. Um, so it's been kind of like, it still feels like a very new thing to me in a lot of ways. I, I feel like we're in the same boat where it's just like we, 
you picture your life before like the theater, for example, and you're like, well, what I, what did I used to fill my time with? Like, what did I, what used to drive me to like, I don't want to say burn, but like burn my time on practice and practice and practice for this show, this show, team, this thing, that thing kind of thing where it's just like, uh, you are being creative and you're doing so much. And it's like, I can't believe a world that a world existed with me in it where I wasn't doing this. Where I didn't even, I had never tapped into it. Right, yeah. There's a part of me that wishes I had gotten into this back when I was in my early 20s rather Mm -hmm. than in my late 20s. I think about um, high school a lot where my friend was in a play and I'm like, I wish I had, I mean, it's not improv, but it's like, I wish I, I remember being so jealous of him being on stage. I was like, I wish I had done that. And it's just like, I think about it now and it's just like, I love, I love theater and whatnot, but like, I had never been in any kind of theater. And so mm. you definitely, yeah, I wish I had done it in my earlier 20s. See, for me, I was in, I got into tech theater when I was in high school. And do you I like wanted, technical stuff? I do like technical stuff. I mean, I do enjoy technical stuff. But you were doing the technical stuff. I was doing the technical Lights, stuff. Lights, yeah. Lights, sound. Oh, that sounds very fun. Uh, set work and stuff. And that was all really cool. And I always liked the creativity from that point of view of not being the focus, but kind of like, Helping out creatively in other ways. I guess that's still creative in its own right. But when I was doing it in high school, it didn't really feel like I was being creative. It felt like I was just doing work or something. It was already kind of defined what you were going to do. And you just right. had to like learn how to do it and master it. Yeah. But as far as being on stage, being in front of people, and actually performing, this is all new uh, for the most part. Yeah, the past couple of years. Yeah. Do you, do you feel nervous when you go on stage? Oh, yeah. All the time. Really? Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. All right. People who have been on my team have, have seen me before shows, and sometimes I'm like I'm like pacing nervously, like not talking to anybody, mm-hmm. like before I go on. But when you're but before you go on, I feel like it's different. I get nervous all the time before I go on. Mm-hmm. But once I'm on, I feel like I I just go into a completely different. State. Oh well, once you go on, you go into that trance the, where yeah. it's like nothing else exists other than like what's going on on stage, and then mm-hmm. you're just kind of in this <clears> moment <throat> that. You just kind of like get absorbed into, and then the next thing you know, you get lights and it's over, and it's. And then you just we're riding that high of being on stage yeah. until like you get your notes, and then you come back in and watch other people, and you're like, "Well, now I'm here." Yep, yep. And then, and then what I do is, and this is bad, is I, I always like judge every little thing that happened in the set that I'm like, why didn't I, why didn't I say something better? Why, why, why did I say it like that? <laughs> really? You just like, you just like sit there and go over the entire like set you were in and like, no, not really. I mean like, not like methodically, but it's like little things come up and I'm like, Ooh, why didn't I, Ooh, I should have said oh, this. Better, yeah. Finding the better move. Ooh, why did I edit there? <laughs> I, um, I'm always just hopeful that my teammates like, liked the choices I made. Like for example, like the last detective set, um, as of recording this, was real weird, but like it was so fun. And I was like, I just hope that everyone else was on board with how weird that set is. Mm. I don't know if you saw it, but it was the, it was the ten o'clock. It, it was, was like the ten o'clock set. It was like a, yeah, it was at ten because of the uh, outburst outburst show. Yeah, but like it had that ten o'clock show vibe of like this is weird for mm. us. I'm we actually were, sad I missed it now. It, it was one of those things where like, and you're you're on smaller indie teams. We're like a smaller team. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge difference between a five-person set and an eight-person set. Like, there's, oh yeah, completely. So we have five. Rodeo had four when they opened. Mm. So it was a, it was a beautiful. And then like big bosses had like half of um here we're here in queer or I'm not sure what their name is. Um, 
the team that came in and did a show on Friday. Oh, and yeah. They did workshops mm-hmm. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was them and then four of the bosses. And so it was like there was their biggest like group and then our smaller groups. It was just very weird and very fun. Mm. Um, circling back, because yeah. I feel like we, tangent, we, ta- we hit a tangent for sure. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to not burp into the microphone right you now. You can burp into the microphone. Can I? If you want to. I'm not going to. Uh, one of my favorite things about this uh, show, um, when Taylor O'Sullivan's episode aired, uh-huh. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember that he went, I think he went to the bathroom early on, uh-huh. and I heard about the audio of Taylor peeing for quite a month. Just different people were like, yeah, listen to Taylor's episode. That was really clear. You can hear him peeing or whatever. I don't remember exactly what was said, but like, he, my old apartment was like, I did this in my bedroom, and then the bathroom was, like, right behind you, like, was the door. Uh-huh. So I guess you could hear everything, because I left it all in. <laughs> you just left it in. Well, I don't think I edited that one. I think I let my friends do that one. But apparently it was a very, very, very popular thing where everyone enjoyed the fact that, or I guess enjoyed. They like it because it's, it's real. That's what I go for. I don't it's know raw. <laughs> people really like that. I think people love that. I think if it's too formal... People are going to be like, oh, this is just a... This is a he's putting this, on a show. He's just putting, he's just putting on a show. It's not really that have you ever... Have you ever... Had a project... <clears throat> First of all, have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Yeah. I've, I've done a podcast before. Before this? Mm-hmm. Which one? It was, it was the uh, Husband Material podcast with my old sketch group, Husband Material. Husband Material. Yep. I like that name. Um, you guys had a po- regular podcast? We had a, a semi-regular podcast. Which means? Which means we would meet up, because uh, one, one of my buddies, he lived in uh, in Norfolk, so he would either have to come up here to record it or we would have to go down there. Ooh. And usually we'd only get like one Sunday every two weeks or so. Okay. So we would record two episodes in a day. Um, and it was very... Uh, I don't know. We there was a period of time where we we're hitting it regularly, sure. and then we're releasing it regularly. But it's hard to do. Yeah, it was tough to do. Um, but yeah, so I think we put out ten episodes or so. Oh, okay. So is yeah. it still up? I think so. <coughs> I would check the uh, Apple. I'm not. I'm not sure who you hosted with or like who's paying for that shit. But like, I have no idea how it works. I, I didn't handle any of the logistics of like actually publishing it. What was what was it? What was it about? Was it just like a? It was just we just talked about nothing. Uh, that sounds very fun. It was just three dudes sitting around uh, talking. I think maybe we had some. Uh, we talked a lot about Star Wars because we we all realized we we're really big into Star Wars, so we talked a lot about that. Sure. Uh, I think uh, we maybe did some improv bits at one point in time. I'm hoping those are not still on those episodes <laughs> because <coughs> who knows if they were good. But oh, that sounds. Because this was all before I even started taking improv classes. Are they still doing improv, your friends? Um, I don't think so. It's funny. I that think they're in a band now. I can't. I can't believe they dropped improv for band. I mean, they're very good. They're very good at what they do. Did they? Uh, that just begs the question of just like, did they stop doing improv because they couldn't? cut it or they just want to do the band oh no they could cut it they're hilarious okay they're they're wonderful people I don't, I don't mean to throw shade i'm just saying like if you guys are listening i love you but if you're not listening he's judging you guys for starting a band and not continuing with improv he miss you miss husband material 
it was a lot of fun. Uh, we we have some sketches. Uh, we had some video sketches there uh, online now. They're online too. Uh, they're fun. They're fun. Is that all it is? Is they're fun? They're fun. Are they it's, good? It's fun. It is so <laughs> much fun. I always wanted to do video sketch. I remember I did. I bought a monitor from one of my friends, and I did a little sketch about it that isn't funny to anybody uh, who doesn't understand it, but also isn't funny. Mm-hmm. It was just like a fun. Like, do, doing a sketch is very fun mm-hmm. for the people who are like doing it. Um, it was not well thought out, and it was just like put together with like iPhone. Um, yeah, but I did it, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like I feel like that's kind of. But I think those are sometimes the best. It's I think just so. like you just put it together. You have a, a phone, and you just record it on your phone, and those those are probably sometimes the most fun and the best sketches. I always wish I had had known more comedy people. Like it's like you said in like my early twenties, so I could have done more of that mm-hmm. because I feel like now that also that I'm entering a scene with more like seasoned veterans, it's a lot harder to like find people who want to like go through that for the first time, mm-hmm. like doing like iPhone like recordings and stuff. I think I think people around here would be down to do that. I mean, we're starting a ninety a nineteen ninety nine sketch group, so yeah, we are. Oh, I feel like we have to use like. Old shitty camcorders or something. Yeah, we need to. Uh, there's going to be multimedia involved. It's going to be. It's going to be insane. I don't want to edit that. That sounds like a pain. No, 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 no. Overhead projectors. Oh. We get. We bring in overhead projectors with a clear, traceable uh, sheets on them, and we draw things on them mid-show. Just. I'm just. I'm just throwing out ideas here. We can do the, the projector your teacher would use, where you, like you flip it open and turn the little, like turn the light on. And yeah, then, the like, lamp in the bottom of it that would shine up through the little arm with a little like R two D two like yes. thing on it, and it just like shines up on the board. There's a memory. There's a thing. There's a there's a device. See, you that's 1999 about. technology. I feel like they were using that well into like mid 2000. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because it's like so good. Yeah. They're probably still using it. I don't know. I haven't, been in, I haven't been into a school in a long time. Isn't it weird to think about... Did you ever have to wear uniforms in school? No. I went I, to the public school. I went to public school, too. But, like, after a while, they started, like, making public school uniforms a thing. Mm-hmm. My last year at every school that I went to, because I went to, like, a bunch of different schools, um, every year I left, they started doing uniforms after I left. I feel like I just, like, was, like, Indiana Jonesing that shit. Just, like, kept dodging all these, like, terrible things. I would not want to wear a uniform. No, uh, I don't. In a way, it simplifies everything, doesn't it? You just had to wake up in the morning, and it's just like, well, this is what I'm wearing. That sounds like boring, though. Yeah, well, it is, but also, yeah. Take a right. stance, Drew. Take your stance. I'm just saying, if someone okay. dressed me every day, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> as long as I looked good. You it kinda, know? I, I, mean, I get that vibe from you already, though. That, like, oh, like, yeah, for sure. For sure. My wardrobe doesn't vary too much. I would believe At you, all. If you told me you had six shirts, I'd believe you. And that's probably true. It's probably six shirts and two pairs of pants. Black and, uh, like... Other black. <laughs> black. Like, I'm trying to think. Have I ever seen When was you? the last time you seen me wear any other color <laughs> pants besides black? I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, no. Because it literally doesn't exist. I only have two pairs of pants. Is that true? That's... <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> now now I have to go and I have to buy a new pair of pants just so just, people aren't, like, noticing I'm wearing the same wear, pants like, all the time. You have to buy, like, one pair of khaki pants. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? Like, is that, like, what, what? Literally simplicity. Just because it's just, I like to keep things simple in the morning, especially in the morning. Because (laughs) everything I do is made to make my morning. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a type A personality in, 
Hey, cat. Um, but like all the engineers, they all like all like love getting up like hours before work, and they make breakfast and read they're the all newspaper. put together. Read the newspaper. Read they a get, book. They get in by like seven forty-five, and I'm rolling up at like nine thirty, and it's. Yeah, anything I can do in the morning to keep it simple is better. How? What, what time is your first alarm set for? You can, you can. I'll, I'll, mine's set for seven thirty because I have to be in work at eight thirty. Okay, I, but th- but that's my first alarm. My and then I have music that plays that's like meant to help me. Can I pop another beer, please? Awesome. I would also do that then. I never. You never want to be too eager to be like round two. Um. So I have a first alarm that goes off, and then it plays like music that I can like wake up to, mm-hmm. and I always turn that off. And then I have a second alarm that plays um, any song that has like the words "Good Morning" in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, I have a third alarm, final alarm that plays just regular music, so that I can like get up and like do shit. Oh, okay, cool. I feel I say that because I feel like you're a multiple alarm kind of person. I am uh, a multiple alarm kind of person and multiple snooze kind of person. That's what I'm saying. That's I, why I had to do I incorporate music because you can't snooze music, mm, especially when you're already cutting it close. Yeah. So I start. Um, man, I don't really want to get into my my alarm situation. I really want it because it just to me when I think about it, it just makes me sad. That's the point, point. and it makes me feel like a. My life is a mess. I set my alarm, and I'll hit snooze probably. I can. I don't have multiple alarms. I have one alarm. Is it like a clock? No, it's my phone. Okay. But I will hit snooze. I can easily hit snooze for two hours. Easy. Wow. Easy. Two hours? Yeah. So my that- first alarm usually goes off around like 6, 6.30. What? Yeah. 6.30. I don't want to talk about Wait, okay, no, 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 I just mean, okay, so what time do you, have, do you have to be in the work by? I should be at work by 10 o'clock. Really? At the latest? At the latest. But, like, okay, that's weird. That is weird. It's very flexible. Um, sure. Well, if you have the flexibility, then that makes sense. But I just feel like, with this is why I have my alarm system the way I had it, because I used to be kind of like you, not like as crazy, that that's that's a huge variance. But, like, it's it's... Six? That's lofty. That's that's you just having your like you're you're setting goals. Yeah, I'm setting goals. Nah. And I never follow through with them. Set, set easier goals, but Drew. Even when I set my goal for seven, it still doesn't work out. But the thing, I feel like the there's end, still that there's still that like window of like a, hitting the snooze for about an hour and it just shifts around. I believe that, but like I feel like that's just making your sleep even worse. Ow. I mean, you're not wrong. I feel like if you want to aim. For like eight, I never said it was a good system. I, I never said I was proud of this system. I yeah, never said I love. Shows, you seem very ashamed. Like you're like, I've never seen you fidget, but you're fidgeting with your like buttons and stuff. Okay, it's just, uh, just no, I don't really, I'm not really. Before I have my system that I have look, now, look, my, I alarm, my alarm schedule is very personal, and I would just appreciated it if you just respected my privacy on my alarm situation. And just like we just edited out this entire part of the podcast, and really, really help, Jonathan. Jonathan, help me out. You gotta help me out. <laughs> what What did you hope to talk about when you came on this show? Because you agreed know. to do it, and then we rescheduled, and then you agreed to you still agreed to do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought we'd talk about comedy. Talk about. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we just talked about a very funny thing. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. I don't know. I don't know what I thought that we would talk about. Because I heard Pete's episode and you guys 
you know, you just talked about anything and everything. So basically, look, I did know that, you know, I, I did get a tip ahead of time that breakfast might be discussed. So I did. I didn't know that from who Rachel. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I've been doing this thing where I'm trying to ask different questions. I'm trying to ask questions that are very, that are kind of, kind of like softball questions, mm-hmm. but also like once you hear, if someone were to listen and they were to hear about it, they would be like, oh, interesting. Mm. For example, are you a washcloth man or are you like a little scrubby? Oh, good question. I'm so glad you asked. Finally. Drew's like, finally, we're getting to the stuff I want to talk about. I'm a washcloth man. Whoa. I've never understood you people. What do you mean? I use the like loofah scrubby thing. Those things get so dirty. I'm literally only putting soap in my body on them. How dirty do you think I am? But like, what do you do? Like, do you wash it? Yes. In in the washer? No. There's already soap on it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That like, it still gets like germs and stuff all over it, and it just like you got to wash that. Doesn't thing ma- every isn't now that and then. what soap is for? Yeah, I mean, y- I'm, look, look, probably, probably. When I'm done, I re-soap, do a little like mix. Okay, so here's the thing: I used to be the loofah guy, and then I had a, I had <laughs> you a, talk, like you, that was such like a talk. Look, down. I've been in your shoes before. <laughs> I used to be a loofah guy, and then I had a girlfriend who, like, got really mad at me because it was, like, she was just, like, she did the same rant where it was like, it's so dirty, that's disgusting, like, how could you, that's, like, it's filled with germs. Then I did some research, and it's true, they're filled filled with germs. So then what I do... They're filled with germs. Germs. Your body germs get into the loofah, and you're just putting it right back on your body. How often did you replace your loofah? I don't really remember. Years. Uh, yeah, we'll go with years. So here's what I do now. That's terrible. Here's what I do now. I do washcloths. Amazon Prime, you can get a pack of like 25 washcloths for like $5 or something. And you use them for a while, and then you wash them, and then once they get too disgusting looking, because they do get gross looking, you can throw them away. Or hardcore, like, bleach them with like chemicals or something. Oh, that's probably better. Probably. Rub your body with chemicals. Yeah. So that's what I do now. Do you know why I don't like washcloths? Why? It's because I don't feel like there's a good lather when I put soap on it. Mm. I do miss the lather. The lather is the lather. really nice. Yeah. And getting that, like, scrub. Like, with the scrubby, it's like a ball. So you have something to, like, grab onto. With a washcloth, you have to, like... It, yeah, it folds over your hand. You know what? Wait, I'm going to get I'm going to get a loofah. I'm going to get a loofah. Get no, no, a little, don't. Little scrubby ball. <laughs> don't don't betray like you're they're like $3 at Kroger. I don't, I don't have any strong opinions about really anything. What's one thing you do have a strong opinion about? Uh You're not a sports fan. I watch football. See, that's kind of my point. You're not a sports fan. You watch football. I'm in a fantasy league. You want to talk about fantasy football? I, w- I would. I don't. Want are you? Are you? A, do you have a team? A fantasy football team? Uh, and a, like an NFL team? Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. A born and raised Cowboys fan. That's you're from Texas. It's okay. I'm from Texas. Uh, my mom lived in Dallas for a long time. My dad. So your whole family is like a whole, Cowboys. We're fan. all Cowboys fans. So that's weird. Oh, my, my entire family has different allegiances. Oh really? That see that would be weird for <clears throat> us. My stepdad's a Cowboys fan, and my mom's a Giants fan. Mm. Unpack that one. Mm. You know they're rivals, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's something you have a strong opinion about? Like, like something that 
I don't really have strong opinions about things. Not generally. There's something in there, but I don't really, I, I can't recall what it is right now. I can understand being open to different things, but I feel like there's got to be, there's got to be one thing where you're just like, no, this is how it is. Anything smaller than a queen size bed is a, a futon as far as I'm concerned. Whoa. Yeah. There you go. Huh. I, um, small beds are stupid. Said it. Uh, I'm going to counter. Okay. If you're sleeping alone, a full is perfect. Hard disagree. Okay. Why? Because on a queen size bed, you can spread out all over that thing. And it's, it's like bed for days. It's bed going out all over the place. Are they, um, another wider? Are they taller? I don't think they're taller. I think they're just wider. Is a king taller? Because if, if a bed's not getting taller, then I'm fine. I am. I'm not a mover when I sleep. Like mm-hmm. I can. I sleep on one side of my full size bed. Okay. Uh-huh. And never like I'll be fine. Well, that's that's fine. Yeah. I get. I I do want a bigger bed. You know what? You're right. Full size beds are pretty cool. God damn it, Drew! Just have a hard opinion. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was a joke. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, fuck your full size bed. <laughs> Do you have a queen-size bed? I do have a queen-size bed. Did you buy your own bed? I did not buy my own bed. See, that's why I inherited it from my mom. They were going to give my mom's going to give me her old king-size bed a Mm -hmm. while ago. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad she didn't because it's a bitch to move. Yeah. See, I would I would love a king-size bed. See, I I inherited the old guest bed from my house, so it was nice, lightly used, uh, and I inherited it when I when I moved out. So. Cool. When I was 14, my mom bought me a full-size bed. Mm-hmm. And I've just had that ever since. Mm. I would I would like a real bed frame, if I'm going to be honest. Do you... So, no bed frame? Is it mattress on the floor, or do you have a box spring? I have a, like, platform made of two-by-fours. Okay. Bed frame. Okay. Very tall. Okay. I, can, like, I put a bunch of shit underneath. Um, and my old roommate, when I moved in to my first... Uh, apartment here there was that like platform and they're like you can you can have that i don't want it anymore and i was like cool i don't have a i usually would uh <laughs> in in college i would put my bed on milk crates hmm i haven't thought about that in a while that was a thing i did for a very long time i mean i feel like people did a lot of that stuff i had college. so many milk crates my it was like full like you lift my you lift up the, the whole bed and it's just like milk crates everywhere mm. i was a pack rat in college Oh. I recently found out somebody somebody came over and they were like, wow, you don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like you keep your house organized. Yeah, organized. Clutter-free. Definitely clutter-free. Mm-hmm. I'm not very, it's not very clean. It looks clean to me. It looks clean and the candle helps. That's oh, yeah. It is, it's very dim in here. You can't tell if there's dust everywhere or or anything. Thank you for noticing. Is this room dirty? Am I sitting in dust right now? Is it? You're sitting in cat pee. <sighs> I knew it. Yep. This whole room is just, just covered. I, I see it now. It's a fine layer of just cat urine. <laughs> On the walls and the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd, gets, Floyd gets it up there. Is there anything you actually have a hard opinion about? Because I'm dying to know. <sighs> no, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, not really. What's your biggest inspiration as a creative person? <sighs> hmm. That's I'm, I'm going. I'm going to get some vulnerability out of you. Okay. You're such a go with the flow kind of person mm-hmm. that having you on this show, it's just like you'll bend and then you'll like sit. Like you won't like take it and run with it. Okay. So creative inspirations. Um, and I don't mean like I watched this comic and they inspired me. I mean like what when you when you get up on stage, what makes you say like I'm going to get on that stage? I'm going to put in the time to practice this. I'm going to spend the money to take classes. I'm going to basically put my neck out on and be on stage and risk embarrassment in front of strangers like that's not a thing, but like I I get on that stage and I, I practice and I work hard because I want to be cool. I want to hundred percent believe you. You're like, <laughs> no, in all honesty, uh, uh, I, I do get, I do want to do a good job cause I, I want to do a good job. Do good chips. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't really like, why do I do improv? I don't really know. Like what, what, what inspires me to do it? I don't know. I like making people laugh, and I sure. like doing funny things and being entertaining. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's it's, uh, it's a it's, it's a hard. I'm not here to say like, oh, it's easy to have my answer like all lined up because it's like, like we spend a lot of our time. Like you're in more stuff, more shit than I am, and like you have, I'm sure, a lot of practices. What just Jackie made a movie, Res Ghost, all like that's three right there. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm sure I'm missing stuff, but like, that's pretty much that's been what it, that's what it has been for the past month. Yeah, the past yeah. month, and it's just like, so that's assuming weekly practices. I know Levesky practices weekly, and like how does he practice weekly? I don't know what made a movie did, but like three nights a week, and if you do shows like four, five, six, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it's like on week. I mean, I had that for a while where I was like taking classes or like TAing a class and then like team practice and then this show and then that. And it's just like, there's got to be something that, but I think it's just, and I think the answer is, I think the answer is for everyone. It's just like, I just, it just, you just love doing it. You yeah. love being around like your friends, you love like being on stage and all that. Yeah. Uh, there's just like some kind of thing that just compels you to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly what it is, like why, but there is something that compels me just to keep keep going and keep uh doing trying trying to do new stuff and getting up on stage and you know working with new people and doing all this i don't know i just uh first and foremost i think it's fun i I like it's getting to be creative and and it's knowing that you can go up and you can put on a show for people and it's uh it's entertaining and it's yeah, I don't know. It's entertaining and it's fun and it doesn't really matter so much. Mm-hmm. Like as far as anything else goes, it's like literally no pressure. I mean, there is pressure. You want to do good, but, but like, if it, but if no it bombs, it's like nobody. Well, so no, what? Nobody cares. So what? No, I don't think anyone's ever given me shit for having a shitty show. Like I remember, like when I was on my indie team, Tiny Bladders. Mm-hmm. Like we would go on, and if it was a bad show, like people would still go and be like, "Hey, great set." I'm like, at the time, I was like, did you see that? It was terrible. Are you lying to me? They're lying to you. 100%. But they're being supportive. And they're like, being supportive. And, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, you can still do a bad set, and you're still surrounded by people who support you. And 
that's comforting. Because we've all nice. done like weird sets. Oh yeah. What's your weirdest like improv memory? Weirdest improv memory, like most uncomfortable improv memory. I'd say I'd, I'd say it's open to interpretation. If that's how you want to interpret it, then I'm, we're all here to hear it. Uh, uh, Mine was um, a cross between my. I think our first tiny bladder set, where our suggestion was, of course, bathroom related, and I, it like was flat and awkward for six of our ten lab minutes, and then the last four we kind of found a fun game. Mm-hmm. Without knowing what game was, because mm-hmm. I think I was still in two hundred one, um, <clears throat> it was really awkward because it was like silent for the first six minutes. <laughs> and the other one was when I came on stage as a blind guy, I'm trying to support a, a fellow team member's move, and it got an oh from the crowd like immediately <laughs> as soon as they recognized what I was, and I was like I made a terrible. And then I like got hit with a rock and I fell over, and it was just. So cringy. Yeah. The cringiest thing I've ever done. Oh, man. Um, I've... I don't want to talk about it. I'm not I'm not going to talk about it, but there definitely was a time during just Jackie practice when the material got... Um, it got a little bit edgy. And it was... I was caught between that place of, like, wanting to yes and what was already presented. It's rough. Um... And made made a joke that I, just, I hated. I absolutely just hated. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it came out, I was like, nope, mm-mm, nope, mm-hmm. no, awful. And I'm so glad it was in a room with uh, not that many people. So no one had to hear it. And I'm not going to repeat it here. That's fine. Either. But it's just one of the, I'm so glad that like that moment didn't happen on stage. And I just, oh, yeah. uh, I, I still, I still, uh, I hate it every time I think about that moment. Isn't it? Isn't it weird? This is like a very common thing, but like when you think about those things, that just like ter- like cringy ter- things that have happened in your past, and they just like terrorize it just, you. You go, Ugh. they make yeah. I can think. Of, I can. Think, I'll, t- I'll tell you one right now, just because I I feel like it, it, it might be healthy. It might be healthy to share. Um, remember that Billy Madison quote <coughs> that goes. I think it's Billy Madison. Where, like, someone's talking to him and he, like, shouts, like, no, I will not make out with you. Uh-huh. I tried to do that once, but they hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> so then they were just like, <laughs> okay. But even worse, they didn't, they, they heard me, but they, like, didn't hear me, so they made me repeat it. Uh, what, what'd you say? Nothing. No, no you said something. I heard you. And then they, then they repeated it. I was like, it was an Adam Sandler movie in the 90s. <laughs> It was a it was at a, it was a work too. Oh, that's uncomfortable. I was working in a kitchen. And it was just like, who? And I think about that. I mean, I'm sure that the person who heard it was like doesn't ever think about it, and probably was just like, yeah, you tried to make a joke and it didn't work because you recognize that yeah. people. But like, I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. No. Back. Um, I feel like improv has really helped me out with making bad jokes and then being able to. Immediately, immediately recognize it and, and, and immediately go, okay, you know what? No, that, that's not, that's not. But like back before I was doing improv, I feel like I would, I would make jokes all the time. And then just people's faces are just like, what? And you're just like, yes. <laughs> I, I feel like that's still a thing with people, with non-improv people. Cause I feel like that's a huge thing that is, is, is ever present in my life where it's just like, oh, I have like, I hang out with improv people most days. Right. Like, there's not a day where I don't see an improv person. Mm-hmm. I live with an improv person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, 
if I'm like playing video games with my friends who don't live and have never done improv, or like if I'm with my family, like and I'll like still have the mindset because it's so, I'm, it's so ingrained in me. But like I'll like do improv bits or jokes, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You don't find this funny, or you don't get what I'm doing, and it's just like really awkward. I'm just like, oh. like I remember the other night I was playing games, and usually like my friends they'll crack up when I make jokes, but like I was not getting anything. Mm-hmm. It was like that first lap all over again. It was just like, oh, I just want to stop talking. Somebody edit me, please. Like, um, I think um, one of my one of my a good improv memory that I have. Oh, a good one. Yes, we need a good one. I need to get out of this. Yeah, thing. I'm thinking about my other job where like no, I I had to ask my boss to like uh, have off like get off early so I can go to class mm-hmm. and. Uh, I remember she's like, "Yeah, you can't be. Your team has to put on a show here." And I'm like, "I'm not doing a show at the office," but like shit like that. Like, oh, so that reminds me. Um, recently, I was talking about improv at work with someone who knows that I do improv, and they were like, "Oh, how's your show?" Whatever. And one of my supervisors walked up, like someone who has been there for years, is very experienced, very well respected. Walks up and listens to the conversation. He's like, "Oh, you do improv?" And I'm like, "Yep, I do." And he's like, "Huh." You don't strike me as a funny person. <laughs> and he did it in front of like six people. <laughs> and I said, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> that was, um, do you have a response to thank you? Well, so I, I said, I went, Oh, thank you. And then people were like, <laughs> like yeah. all doing that thing. He's like, no, no, no. I just, I mean, I mean, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. He's like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm not going to explain it then. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not going to. I'm not going to explain it. We're not going to. We're not going to dance around it. Like, hey, I get it. It's it's whatever. I um I've had this experience on like dating apps where they'll like see on my Instagram that I have a picture of me doing improv or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember one. I went on a date once, and afterwards, like, yeah, I thought you'd be funnier than you were. <laughs> 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 so it's like, and then you're like, "Yep, uh, thank you, thank you." I guess. Yeah, next time I'll uh, bring my my tight five with me, and uh, you know, I'll just say that to you. Just do, just do my, my my routine. I guess her thought was like, "Oh, I thought you. I, I meant like I thought you'd try to be funny the whole time." I'm like, "No, that's not what you said." Yeah. Do you ever find yourself doing this? Like, I don't know. This is totally me, but I don't know if maybe you do it too. But it's like when you're doing improv so often, it's like when you're not doing improv anymore. Don't do you just kind of like relax a little bit? Like, do you like stop doing bits or jokes or anything? Or I would say that. Um, or do you find yourself always kind of doing bits or just trying to be funny or? I think I'm always ready to do bits. I think I'm always ready to have a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think I'm also. I definitely lately I've been trying to like get out of it and like focus more on like being like myself and like being more relaxed and just mm-hmm. like talking less because mm-hmm. I feel like. Honestly, I feel like I got like a kind of an ego doing improv and mm-hmm. being on stage and stuff. And so lately it's just kind of been like, how about we like control that a little bit? Like it's cool to like be confident and all that, but like let's, let's bring it down and like, let's just hang out. Cause it's so weird before improv. Like I didn't, I was very quiet. Oh yeah. I was very quiet. Mm. And I guess that's not like how I'm perceived anymore. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say that at all. I'd say you're very uh, well-spoken. You're always down to talk. For the most part, I I would say down to talk has always been a thing, but like most of the time I just like 
when I was at a social gathering, I just kind of like be quiet and hmm. like hang out. Hmm. More of an observer. Whereas now, especially like at the theater, like I'm just talking to everyone, like, oh, let's talk, like you're here. And I was just like, oh, this is different. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like wearing this hat. It it is well that's the thing. You can take off a hat and you can put a hat back on. You can do whatever you want to do. That's what I'm saying. Whereas lately it's just been like, oh, I want to be more quiet. Like, um I don't know. It, it it's this thing where improv kind of empowers you to like with the, like different like initiations of it's like be more out there, like be be more, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, that definitely carries over. Like what you were saying, like do you find yourself doing more bits in real life? Like the improv, like shit. Like I'm sure, like your first like year, you were doing bits and stuff. But like, oh yeah, but, uh, I feel like before I was doing improv, I was doing. A, I mean, before I was doing improv with my friends, I would do a lot of bits, sure. and stuff for fun, just whatever. Yeah, silly stuff, silly stuff. I guess I still do, but I feel like at least within the past two months or so, I've just kind of like I feel like I've stopped doing bits. Just because I'm like, I just do bits all the time. Like, that's all, like, it's just, it's just constant bits. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's just something I noticed. But that's, that's what I'm saying, because I feel like it comes to a point where you're like, you realize how much improv has bled over into your day-to-day. You're like, normal, like, what's going on? And I think that's kind of the thing I realized, too. I was like, yeah, I'm always doing bits, or I'm always doing this. Like, I, I see a change, and it's not all good kind of thing, where it's like, okay, now I need to like, take a step back a little bit and, like, mm-hmm. do less bits, talk a little less, like be open to like what other people are bringing. Right. Also, don't try to find more non-theater friends. Yeah, that's overrated. Is it? Yeah, my non-theater friends suck. I was thinking they are the worst. If you're listening, <laughs> I'm not talking about you. But if you're not listening, then I mean, no, no, they know who they are. <laughs> you're on notice. John and Eric. All right. Let them know. Let them know. I hope that I hope that you can laugh into the mic. I hope they hit you up about this. No, they um, will. They will. Are you gonna Are you gonna promote this episode? Uh, yeah, I'll promote it. Those. It makes obvious sense, but like the best, the most popular episodes are the ones that people promote. I'll promote it. I might not promote it. I oh, talked okay. a lot of shit about John and Eric tonight, and I just feel like I can't promote it now. Are they your band friends? No, they're not band friends. No, 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 no. That's that's Austin and Dan. Those are those are the the other guys. <laughs> I like the way you like said their names very clearly and concisely with pauses on each side. Yeah, I just wanted to be clear who I'm talking about. Austin and Dan. Yeah, it almost sounds pre-recorded, and like I edited it over. Oh, can we do that later? Yeah. Wait, let me... Wait, wait, wait. Austin. Dan. John. Eric. Kyle. All right. You don't know anybody named Kyle. I do know a Kyle. Prove it. I, how can I prove it? Bring him... We got Kyle in the living room. Bring him in. He lives... He lives in this neighborhood. He lives kind of out that way. Okay. He's a great guy. Wait, no. He doesn't live in this neighborhood. I take it back. He has he a friend who lives in this neighborhood. He actually lives over... He lives up on Cleveland Street. That's where I used to live. Really? What, is he... I used to live at 608. Oh, I don't know. He was, like, walking distance to... Like, like Blackhand. you can see... Mm. That was one block from Belmont. No, no, no. He was up on the other side of Monument. So he was uh, up on the north side of Monument, okay. right south of Broad. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. We were close. I passed his house a lot. Yeah. On the bike to the it's a good spot. 
but yeah, the idea that um, improv bleeding over is very—I think it's very real, and I think it's something we have to be—you have to be very careful about being a performer because it's like you just—you can't let it like take over your shit because you need to like still be a person. Yeah, and otherwise, otherwise, what is your improv even about? Exactly, it's just uh, you're just saying things. It's like. Uh, what is it? Where, where is this? Where is this grounded? It's like if you just like every day you're going, you're doing improv practice, and so you improv practice uh, three, four days a week. I don't know, and then yeah, sure. show two or three days, whatever. And then it's like, well, what else are you doing? Like, what are you actually drawing from? It's like you're just mm-hmm. drawing from like your previous improv, basically classes, and like yep. that's all you keep doing. You need to have something else. It was kind of like. Uh, when someone's like, well, what shows are you watching these days? And I'm like, nothing. I'm watching no shows. I'm not watching any TV. I'm not watching any new TV. It, you want to talk to me about, like, current events that are going on? I kind of follow them a little bit a if little. they end up on, like, the news. But if they end up on one of my in, one of my improv friends' Instagram or Twitter feed if I'm on Twitter that day. Right, right. That kind of shit. Yeah. I, um, I, can't, I cannot agree with you more. I actually, to make a point, I was like, I really wanted to watch the show Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Because I read the book, mm-hmm. and I love. I said that was my dream job when I was in high school was to be an uh, FBI profiler. See, you're hanging it on now. Yeah, um, I want them up here. So now on my lunch break, that's when I watch it. You watch Mindhunter. Your I lunch watch break? Mindhunter. That's the only time I have for shows. See, t- so yesterday, finally got around to watching BoJack Horseman. Yeah, season four. You seen other ones though? I saw the first three seasons, but. Everyone's like, there's like a new season out. Everyone's like, have you seen it yet? And I was like, no, I haven't. Is it season four of the new one? Nope, season five. Oh. <laughs> so I started watching the last season yeah. that I've already had missed. And that's when it hit me. I was like, I'm not even like watching, I'm not even like watching things I used to enjoy anymore. Right? Yeah. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. On one hand, it's a good thing. On one hand, it's a bad thing. I'm not spending my time inside watching TV. Mm-hmm. But also like, like you said, watching things I enjoy. Like mm-hmm. media... It's like, it's it's the same. It's art. It's performance. Like yeah. You're still watching something. And I, for me, watching media and t- TV, movies, and all that stuff, that's like where most of my comedy comes from, mm-hmm. or at least where I feel like I get comedic timing from. Is like, I mean, I didn't just invent comedy. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I'm hilarious, but no, I picked it up from watching other things. Like I watch other stuff. Stand a plethora of stand up. I'm sure in stand your up. Teams. Yeah, and like that's all the stuff that builds. That, that's what, at least for me, makes my improv good is because I've seen other good stuff, and in a lot of ways, I'm just emulating it, and it's just coming out in different ways. That's basically what it is. Yeah, we're close. Okay, cool. We're 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 coming to a head. Right. So so are you like making a point to watch more shows? Yeah, I would like to watch more shows that I know are good and I know that I'll be into. That's kind of the thing with me. Like, because I'm, I don't know if you know, but like, I don't watch movies. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible with movies. Yeah, I did, I did know that about you. I listened to Pete's episode of the podcast. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember what I talk about in these episodes. As soon as it's over, I forget everything. Yeah, yeah. Except for like, like 95%, I forget. Mm-hmm. And then someone reminds me, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Well, funny. you guys did mention movies and that, and how you don't watch movies. Mm-hmm. So I do remember that. Um, so, like, yes, I want to. I, I don't remember what I was saying before, but I think it was something along the lines of like, I want to watch more movies. I want to do more of this. I want to do more of that. But like, on the other hand, like, I really like doing all the things that I'm doing and being busy, like, not mm-hmm, every time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a balance, and that's why I'm like happy that I'm watching Mindhunter now because I'm just like 
but at least I'm watching a show that I want to watch, and maybe one night I'll sit down and watch it. There's always there's always something that I want to do. Always someone yeah. I want to be. Always someone wants to hang out. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in like a like, so. Po- we're just so popular these days. Like People I, just like want to hang out, and sometimes you want to say, "Hey, chill out. It's mine hunter time." <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> do you remember? You said you had a good improv memory. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, so we're talking about uncomfortable improv moments. And this wasn't an uncomfortable moment, but it felt uncomfortable kind of at the time because we didn't know what we were doing. Sure. Uh, this was back, this was a dad salad, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, we had all met in 101, so we learned a lot of stuff kind of together like, as a group. And, like, we would always, like, go before a show being like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, are we, do we have a format? I don't know. Let's just do a run of scenes. Well, what feels good? Well, let's, let's try and do an opener. And then, you know, once we get enough out of that opener, let's do an opener with everybody. And once we get enough out of that, we'll move on to something else and it'll be cool. And we're like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And so we get the suggestion and it's something like, it's like road trip or something. And then we sit down in a car, all six of us, we sit down in a car and we're having a road trip scene. And then before we know it, that scene lasted for 25 minutes and we did a mono scene in a car for the full length of the set. And it was funny. It was good. Look, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Look, I don't remember if it was funny. We had fun. And there you go. That's a matter. And it's one of my favorite memories of improv is just that <sighs> that time when we all accidentally did a mono scene in a car sitting in the middle of the stage. A six-person car. A six-person car. Was it a three row of three or two, two, two? Uh, I think it was two, two, two. Because there's may four been, chairs on the stage. It may have been two, three. We might not all six have been there. I don't exactly remember. But, but someone was didn't have a chair. Yeah, there was definitely someone sitting between chairs, like on the floor, for sure. I love that. Yeah, and it was fantastic. It was the one time that we all accidentally did. And it was the first time we had ever done a mono scene. So fun. And it so lasted funny. for so long, and we had no idea what we were doing, and we fumbled through it, and we had a great time, and it was a lot of fun. Those are the best sets, for sure. The first time I ever really saw you on stage, and it was one of my top ten favorite scenes I've ever seen, sets I've ever seen. Oh, please. You and Tyler did a two-person set. Ooh, yep. You remember that one? <laughs> I do remember the, that the one. drinking water date one? Yeah. That one was... One of my favorites, for sure. Oh, I'm so glad that you like that. That's that, awesome. You made, it, you made it notice like you didn't enjoy that one as much. It, it looked kind of like... No, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I know, hearing from other people, that that was, a, it was, that was good. Yeah. I think I told um, you about that before. But I remember being a nervous wreck before that set. Because it's the first time I'd ever done a two-person set. Um, and it, it only came about because, like, people had dropped out of the set, like, right before. There was, like, some kind of emergency where people couldn't make it. Yeah. And then it was just me and Tyler doing the set, and it was like, well, we're going to do this. And I remember, like, I like I blacked out for the entirety of that set. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> it was a date, and Tyler was normal, and you were the person who had all the weird, like, tics and whatnot. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you guys would you would talk, and then when there was an awkward moment, you would just both, like, like have, like, a couple... <laughs> I really like really like this glass of water is the only thing that is ever here and where I am now. And then you would like have an awkward moment. I th- yeah, you were just like the person that all the weird shit, and it was very fun. I, it, I, yeah, I remember coming off of that set, and we got laughs, and it was good, and it was like, holy shit, we did it, we we, we did, did it, it. and yeah. like it was. 
Ah, it's like really, it was really cool. There's, that, something, there's something so beautiful about not, I guess, like you said, not worrying about laughs, but just like that was Matthew and I in Tiny Waters. Just like, let's just do good improv. But we had some sets where we were just like, wow, we fucking were shitty. And sometimes you come off, and you're like, we were the best that's ever been. Yeah, we just did improv. Yeah, we did it. We crushed it. Everyone out there wants us all to come back out and do an encore set. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they said. But that's like basically like how we felt, and I feel like that's kind of how you, what you're saying you were felt and what you should have felt because that was a very fun set. Cool. Well, thank you. I felt good, and yeah, this is a good. It's a good set. It's fun. It's funny because I asked you this in the middle. How do you feel about doing this show right now? We're feel not good. We're basically at the end. Feel good. So are we going to start recording soon? Yeah. This, this, this practice. That's a hilarious bit. I'm sure no one else has ever made this joke. <laughs> Honestly, no. Listen to no. Listen to any podcast ever. No one's ever made that joke about. Is the podcast about to start? Is it? Is the podcast going to start? 80, soon? Eighty minutes in. Eighty minutes in. It's hilarious. But is it? Is it so it's about what you expected. You didn't know what to expect. So this was about. Yeah, I expected about this. Yeah, Se- second best podcast you've ever been on. Second best, but no number one podcast I've ever been on. You better than your own. Better than my own. Oof. It's because there's a cat. Because of Millie. Yeah, there's a cat right here. Keeping me company. It's such a cute cat. She has like a little mustache thing going on. Aww. Well, is there anything that you want to say before we end it here? Um. Because we're about at the hour and a half mark. Okay. I don't really have anything. What do do people usually say? I don't know. It's... The the <clears throat> mantra of season three has always been like, it's your hour, what do you want? What do you want to do with it? And and Jesse's episode, I remember I talked to Joe about this because <clears throat> Joe and I work together, so we talk, like, I see him like every day and we talk for mm-hmm. like a little bit. And Jesse's episode, we talked a lot about death and how, like, her episode was, she was like, it's funny because uh, her song, because I pick a song for each person, was Whitney Houston, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, it's funny because I'm like, that song and me are like synonymous. But like, this episode, like, if... Someone who had been on the show were to die. Like, this is probably the only account of them, like, recorded. So, like, this is, like, a small preservation. Well, I, I, t- I waited to tell you that until the end. Okay. Because your eyes got real big. Okay. Uh, you did fine. Okay. Um, so, it's like, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you want from this? When you, when, when you listen to this again and this goes up in uh, six days, what do you want from and I'm And I'm dead? Yeah, you're dead in six days. I'm what dead in six days, and this podcast episode's going up. Basically, sure. Okay. So what what do you want to be said on it that hasn't already been said? <sighs> if, if nothing, it's fine. No, I'm going to come up with something really brilliant here in a second, and it's going to blow everybody's mind, and they're going to be like, wow. Drew was like, he was so poignant, you know? He, like, he had something such, so great to say. <laughs> And I can't believe he's gone now. <laughs> That's right, you're dead. I don't know, just be cool, y'all. I don't, man, I don't know. I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> what, do you, what, what specifically do you hate about it? I, I uh, Being on the spot and having When I'm work. on the spot and then I get in my own head about people listening to this. And then I get self-conscious. People don't listen. People get through like the first 20 minutes. These are long episodes. He just want to say, guys, I'm like, I'm like really cool. Just like, just like get to know me. Like, it's like, come on. (laughs) 
Like, look, if you made it this far on the podcast, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. You're the true, you're the true heroes out there, and I just want to let you know, like, I care about you guys. So you're the true Drew crew. <laughs> Did you not know that's what your fans are called, the Drew crew, the the true Drew crew? Yeah, the TDC. You know, I, I don't run the fan club. I'd let them let them. <laughs> so. I let my fans do it. <laughs> <laughs> the TDC. Uh, well, if you guys are listening out there, you know, stay cool, babies. Sick. All right. Say goodbye. <clears throat> uh, so is this it? This is the end? It seems like you're, like, waiting to find, like, a high moment to get lights on. So. No, 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 no. I'm still trying to think of something, like, really cool to say. Um, I mean, you said a lot of cool things. Awesome. Well, we can end it there then. So You have to say goodbye. That's my thing. Okay, uh, how, how do you say goodbye? However you want. How do you say goodbye? I say, see you later. Bye-bye. I gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly, for the day I die, I'ma touch the sky, gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly, for the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. With the shit to rock Back with Slick Rick Got the shit to pop I'd do anything to say I got it